Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive and Line Healing Podcast. This is episode 95, and this week we have guests, some of my favorite humans, Darren and Alex, um, and they own a very unique business here in Oklahoma, and they have such an extensive background in fitness, CrossFit, you know, my favorite, and nutrition, and so we're just going to kind of like riff today over topics that we love to talk about. Um, hopefully you guys can get some stuff about nutrition and fitness and just as different perspectives. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to do. So Darren and Alex, tell us about your business, what you guys do. Okay. <clears throat> well, thanks for having us on. Yeah. Hello. This is exciting. <laughs> um, well, it's AO fitness concepts is our, is our business and it's an online nutrition training and lifestyle um, platform uh, for delivering those things to people. Uh, through programming, um, one-on-one chats, all kinds of stuff. Um, do you want to go a little deeper or have another description? Yeah. Um, so we have actually been in the fitness and nutrition business for going on nine years in 2022. And we initially started with a brick and mortar business. We owned a CrossFit gym for seven years to the day. We started our online business about 2019. Um, and we honestly didn't really think that it was going to take off. Um, where I was we, very resistant to, to putting programming online and yeah. starting this online thing, because at the time we were so deep in the gym, you know, and yeah. you want me to do what you want me to add something else to the things that we're already doing. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough call. Yeah, but I think the universe and um, some really good friends of ours actually pushed us in that direction. We had a few ID clients or individualized design clients that um, they were members of the gym with us. And then they said, man, I just really want to be able to take you with us. And we were like, oh, okay, well, that kind of makes <laughs> sense. Um, and then we ended up becoming an online in 2019. And then in 2020, obviously COVID hit. Um, we were getting ready to have our second child and I looked at Darren and said, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. um, well, and actually our employees yeah. sat me down one day. Cause this was after, this was after we came back from closing down for mm -hmm. two months from COVID six or just weeks. The one, yeah. Month yeah. And, a half. and we had OJ in week five yeah. of the COVID shutdown. So then we opened the gym back up to allow people to start coming back in. Yep. Well, nobody came, nobody wanted to come in. No, everyone, everyone Everybody wanted to stay, wanted to stay home. online. <laughs> you know, and it was kind of the first sign. So we had, gosh, I think like three or four people the entire month come through and our employees at the time um, sat me down after class one day and said, what are we doing? Like, what do you guys want to do? We're going to follow. If you want to stay and you want to keep this thing going, okay, we're here for it. But if not, then let's make a decision and let's, let's move forward with it. So I went home that day and talked to 
Alex about it. And, you know, it was not the first time that we had had that conversation about closing down just with our family and wanting to spend more time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Closing down that physical space for more of what we're doing online, because it did actually start to take off and we were paying our bills and starting to go somewhere with it. So that day we said, okay, let's close it. Let's, let's shift. Yeah. So uh, I imagine like, cause you know, CrossFit, like we're so much community, right? right. How did you guys deal with that? Like letting go of that piece of that, like community. I don't know. Maybe I've been informed that people don't love CrossFit as much as I do. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think the big part of it was, you know, COVID was not a blessing in, in its totality, but it really allowed us. And I think a lot of people in our lives to be able to really step back and figure out what really mattered most to them. Mm -hmm. And are the members that were with us that came with us in the online space. And it was such an interesting blessing for us because we had started this online business in 2019 and then 2020 hit, and we were already operating in the online space. And so we had just kind of said, okay, you know, we have this platform already ready for you guys. Let's roll into it. Um, And we were finding that we were still able to cultivate a relationship and a community, even outside of the physical gym space, Mm. you know? And so it was an interesting transition. The the months following were hard, um, you know, and people that maybe needed a physical gym space went to that. And there were a lot of them that came with us because, uh, you know, we had cultivated such a community with them and, and such a relationship with them for so many years. We have some clients that are still with us today that have been with us for probably, gosh, six, six seven plus yeah. years, yeah. Um, which is sometimes insane for me to even think about. But uh, it's definitely rare in, in like CrossFit, right? Like yeah. that doesn't happen too often in CrossFit gyms. Yeah. So it was kind of a blessing for us in that aspect of like, we already had something established and we already knew where we were going with the online stuff. And um, the physical space was a really pivotal, like transitional moment in our lives. Because again, we had just had our second child. I mean, OJ was literally a week old when we decided to shut the gym down. Um, And the months following were, were tough they were tough, you know, between doing all the stuff and having a newborn. Um, but I think the fact that despite the fact that we had the conversation with our members of like, this is where we're going. And we still had that support there Mm -hmm. and people that loved us and that were, it it wasn't about the physical space. It was about what we brought to the table for them. Um, and they stayed through that was really just, I don't know, a, uh, reassurance that we were moving in the right direction and that it was going to be okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yep. So tell us about your guys, like, how does your business, like, what does it look like now? Like when you say online, like it, for the people that are like, give us an idea of this. It's kind of abstract right now. Like, tell me like, what does that look like when people work with you guys? Well, it was, we could even kind of talk through how we got to where we are today because today is way different than the day we decided to close the gym when we first started it was kind of a continuation of what 
what we had in the gym boot camp, right? So now it's just an online boot camp, or or then it just turned into an online boot camp, and then our individualized, and we really like forked the two. So individualized was its own thing that we focused on, mm-hmm. and truthfully, it was a break. You know, it was a mental break for us because we were just so kind of bogged down the mental load, which is something a term that I've recently heard was extremely high for an extremely long period of time. And we just kind of like took a break, you know, we just did some things and had some fun. And um, I got into woodworking and Alex started like painting things and all kinds of fun stuff, you know, things that we think we wanted to do for a long time, but never could. Yeah. And then um, uh, our other coach, our other employee ran the boot camp um, online. And we just kind of let her do her thing. And we were able to step away a little bit and give us some uh, space and and peace, which I think allowed us to be creative. Mm -hmm. And eventually we got to the point that we started to think back onto the business. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the AO fitness concepts idea started to come out of. So, I mean, it was not AO fitness up to just a handful of months ago. It was 4-H nutrition and training. Okay. So like a different name and a different feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we were talking saying like, okay, what are we doing with this thing? Like, where do we want to go? What do we want to, how do we want to take it somewhere new and different? And then AO came about and we've now merged the group online stuff mm-hmm. that we have, which is daily grind okay. and our individualized. So everything's kind of under this AO fitness concepts umbrella and we're all moving in the same direction now, which I, it, for me has felt so much better, you know, to have not have things separated and to have um, our personalities inside of everything in the business now, again, mm-hmm. has been really nice. And, and it's been really fun to get back into that stuff. Yeah, I think too, 2020 and 2021 was such a transitional year. For, I mean, not just like us, it, I think it was for everybody. Like it was though these last two years were something that I was, that I just look back on and think to myself, like, holy shit, we've been through a pandemic. We've been through transitions in communities. We've been through transitions in what life is, what looks like, what life looks like normal, right? What's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as much for everyone else, that was uh, the case for us also. And so during that transition, you know, and, and obviously I, we have connected through my own mental health and me finding clarity in my own space through therapy. Um, and a big transitional split was last year for us and about midway through, you know, I looked at Darren and I said, I think this is where I want to take the business. This is where we want to go with it, you know? And I always tell people that dare, I am the like fire starter. I'm the like burn the grass kind of human. Was the, I, Darren I says know. I'm horrible <laughs> with analogies, but I'm like the, uh, I'm running down the street, burning the grass, you know? And Darren's coming behind me, pouring water and making sure that it all stays in place. With like that little sprinkler yeah. water can. <laughs> Nice and easily putting the fire out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, about midway through, we decided to make a transition and to really create this cohesive brand that allowed all of our clients to live underneath um, this umbrella and to really uh, co-create together. So, and we've, you know, 
So a good place to talk about what we actually do. And I think where the whole feel of AO came from and is now is education. Because we kind of sat down and said, well, like, yes, we've had our hands on thousands of people. You know, if like the 10,000 rule right. to become good at something yeah. is true, like we're there, you know, yeah, we can watch something from a mile away, a deadlift from a mile away and pick out all the little faults. Right. <laughs> but how do we get that to people online? It's, it's hard, you know, because we're not in person and right. not everybody's videoing themselves. Rarely do people video themselves. It's hard to get them to do that. So to be able to get people to move correctly and to eat right and to take care of themselves it's giving them education. So we said, that's what we've been really good at more than anything else over the years. And what we really like to do is to educate people, to give what's in our head out to people. And that's what AO, I think long-term is gonna be our our biggest thing. The program's fun and good, you know, ID and daily grind. Um, The nutrition stuff is great, but gosh, I mean, we're like only a few months in and how many documents are in the brain bank? Like 30 something documents are in the brain bank. And it's all, all aspects, lifestyle, nutrition, movement. So we're like dumping our education into this thing to be able to give it to other people Yeah, and let them, you know, run and do things. Yeah. It sounds like that's what sets you guys apart. I mean, I don't know. I've never done I think street parking is one of the popular ones, right? I've never done that. Um, but what I've heard is like, it just seems like it's more of like, here's the programming. Here's a, how to work out at home. And for nerds like me, like that's great. And I can do my own programming, but right. I pay coaches to find the faults. Like, how am I not doing this properly? How can I do it more efficiently? I pay for the education. Right. Yeah. That seems like that's how it's what's setting you guys apart from the other programming is just here's programming, here's programming with education. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's true both in the brain bank on the nutrition side stuff. And then even inside the program, huh. I have a bad habit. I suppose it's a bad habit of like writing too much, you know, like I, I so here's the workout. As you can tell we're long winded. <laughs> but here's the workout. And then here's the description of how the workout should feel underneath of it. Right. Like here's where you feel, here's the the points. And if you need something change to this, that's, I think like inside the program, that's what's been fun for me to do Mm -hmm. is to be able to uh, find a way to get that across to people um, without having to be in person. Yeah. So that's a little bit tricky. Mm -hmm. Uh, It actually, you know, it's funny. It always takes me back to my first job interview out of college um, was for some oil field company. Oh, gosh, oil field. And they asked me to describe to them how to tie my shoes without, without using my hands, like without yeah. showing them with my hands how to do it. So I had to like sit there with my hands in my, in my lap and be like, okay, let's tie my shoes. And it was hard. You know, it was really hard. Communication <laughs> was hard for me for a very long time. Yeah. So to be able to get that out now on the program in a very effective way, has been really fun to practice and to get into. And from what I can tell from feedback already, it's yeah. been going pretty good. People are doing pretty well. And I think it's a missing component, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, again, I just always go back to that. I'm the nerd. It's like, that's what I pay for. I don't go to a CrossFit gym for you to be like, oh yeah, good squat. Right. Right. Oh, right. I'm paying for you to tell me your ass is too far out. Like, pull engage your app, right? Like, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. 
Well, I think education is just so empowering for people too, you know, um, so often, and this is a big reason why we decided to create this encompassing program, which you've talked about all kinds of things. I don't think you actually talked about what it is, but <laughs> that's the reason why we've created this program is because I looked at Darren about midway through last year. And I said, if I didn't know what I know with nutrition and exercise, I would feel completely lost. And there are so many freaking mothers out there and busy humans and people that are just hoping to find something on the internet. You know, I, I see that even every day scrolling through Instagram and Facebook of people asking questions of like, how do I do these things and how do I get there? You know, and ungodly amounts of, uh, poor information, unfortunately, that just continue to create this confusion around the exercise and nutrition space. And I said, gosh, I just want to be able to have to, to empower people and to give them the knowledge that they need to be able to take care of themselves, whether they're in a really easy season of their lives or a really hard season, which often happens, you know, we talk about all the time, like life is fucking 50, 50, right. And 50% of the time, if you're like in the, the thick of things and you don't know how to take care of yourself, then you're going to continue to have these situations of yo-yo over and over and over again. But if you can understand why, you know, if you can understand how to do those things, how to transition your, your exercise and your eating and go from eating macros to into uh, just intuitive eating, then it's going to allow you to have that fluidity in your fitness that um, is going to carry you for the long term. you know, and that to me is way more important and also gets you the results that you want over time. So <clears throat> all this um, talk of nutrition and exercise, basically our company is an all-encompassing education and training platform. So we have two ways to work with us. We have a, an individualized or we call it an individualized design um, where it's a one-on-one, we create a specific plan for you. We have uh, by uh, monthly calls, things along those lines, and that is specifically tailored towards you. And then we also have what is our signature group program, the Daily Grind, which is daily training. And the training is a templated program, but it is based for the individual of um, the busy human that's just trying to stay in shape, that, that doesn't have a ton of time on their plate. So there's different variants of resources from like full gym equipment to no equipment from 60 minutes of exercise to you can choose the 30 minute option where you just need to get in and get out. Um, and then all of our clients have access to what is what we call the AO brain bank, something Darren referred to where there's like 30 plus digestible documents of, um, you know, how to calculate your calories, how to calculate macros to what to look for with intuitive consumption and, um, things to help with holiday tracking or around busy seasons, things along those lines for nutrition, traveling, traveling sleep one. management, mm -hmm. stress management. Um, it's just a whole kit and caboodle of things that you can look at and take away and be able to utilize into your life right away that are going to help to elevate not just your fitness, but overall health and wellness. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd also love to know where the term kit and caboodle came from. 
I've heard it so many times and I've never yeah. looked it up. I'd be really curious to find that out. Yeah, yeah. I hear I'm an old soul. Yeah, yeah. you definitely it's have funny. old speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> um, so tell me, like, yeah, nerd out with like why you guys love fitness and nutrition so much. Or like, why do you love programming so much, Darren? Why do you love nutrition so much, Alex? Because I know that's kind of both of your, right, individual specialties. Yeah. Yep. Well, sim for me, it's pretty simple. It's just living the way the human body is kind of meant to live. You know, we're not meant to be sedentary and we're not meant to eat McDonald's every day. You know, like it's just, that's not, we didn't evolve from a McDonald's eating something, right? Like we are animals. We were on this planet living in caves and walking around barefoot and doing these things long before we had electricity and yeah. cars and fast food. So like, honestly, to me, it's just taking the human body back to what we were meant to do. Um, live simply, eat simple, real foods and enough of it, move daily, doesn't always have to be high intensity, but it just move, like just move your body daily. And long-term, you're going to save yourself so much pain and heartache, you know, like people are so caught up in what's happening now and how it feels now mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people forget and don't think about what you're going to feel like 10, 20, 30 years from now. Right. But it's important to think about that stuff. You know, you don't have to like live there all the time, but you know, as I'm doing a back squat, I'm thinking, okay, this is good now. It's going to help me now. Is this going to allow me to walk up and down stairs to hike up a mountain? You know, like I'm going to be 120 years old hiking up a mountain, yeah. you know, and falling off or fighting a bear or something like that's the way I want to go. I don't want to be in a facility, somebody changing my diaper because I didn't move and I didn't take care of my body. Um, and I think that if we give people some tools and some education and some knowledge that they just is just not taught to us, right? Like we didn't learn this naturally. We had to find these answers and to actually want to research them and get the information. So if we can give that to people and they can start to live a little bit healthier, well, now we're driving down healthcare costs. Uh, we're saving people money in the long term of their life. We're saving people heartache and pain in the long term reality of their life. Um, we're saving people relationships, you know, how many fights and marriages have ended because the, the body and the mind are not together. And that causes issues between relationships. And I mean, at the gym, I don't know how many times, you know, one person would come in looking to change their lifestyle, but the other half of their life doesn't care, doesn't jump on board. And if anything pulls them backwards. So educating people for that reason is really like where I come from with it. Yeah. There's the technical. Of yeah, our for sure. Family. I'm the, I'm the square builder, <laughs> right? They all fit. They all fit into a square and it goes up. Like yeah. That's, that's, where, that's yeah. how I build. We were actually laughing the other day because our son has these like, um, <clears throat> so we have two children and our son has these magnetic blocks and he likes to build the, all of his blocks like up. Darren will practice with him, you know, and I am very much still like, Ooh, this might look pretty on this side. And so everything's like asymmetrical and 
off and free flowing, free, you know, funky and yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that's like a huge part of what we do Um, for me. And this is kind of funny because prior to what we did, I mean, again, we're rolling in near year nine almost. Um, But a big part of, of us is that Darren is technical and I am kind of the emotional. So Darren's background was engineering. Okay. And I came from a physical therapy assistant background and I um, was on the back end of helping people to recover. Um, And a couple of things for me, like exercise and nutrition, first and foremost, saved my life. I really, really, truly feel that. Um, I was in a really rough space in 2012. I was always an athlete. I lost that. I started into the workforce, wasn't taking care of myself, eating fast food on the regular. Um, you know, we've even kind of talked about some of the issues I've had for a very long time yeah, for with my in my teenage years, even through my young adult years of um poor body image and restriction and binging tendencies. And um on the nutrition end, I think really I'm so passionate about that because it saved me. It really gave me the knowledge to take care of myself, to understand what I was going to, to combat some of the feelings that I was having. Um, with and around food and around movement. And it really gave me back my, my power, you know, it gave me back my, my power resource that I was missing for those few years after I had stopped being an athlete and, and I had lost that identity. Right. So for me, nutrition has become such a passion for me because there are so many people out there like us, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people out, out there that, feel like they've lost their identity in some spaces and they don't know where to go and they don't know where to start. Um, and for me, that's really important, you know, and on the other side of that, on the more technical side, I was in therapy. I had worked outpatient and both inpatient. And at one point I looked at Darren before I decided to like take a leap of faith and literally quit my very well-paying job um, to run a gym with him with not a lot of pay. Uh, (laughs) um, And I just told him, I said, I was really tired of fixing people after they had already gotten to a point of um, unhealthy. And I wanted to be on the side of prevention. We wanted to be on the side of helping others to really live and fulfill their life and to live a full life in a space that they wanted to live in, you know, and to not have to come to work every day and say like, well, Mr. So-and-so like, yeah, uh, you know, didn't take care of yourself and you're grossly overweight and your health is, is poor and your diabetes is, you know, rampant. And now we need to really fix some of those things to be able to get you to where you can live a life that you want to live. Um, so mentioned most people that you were working with didn't really care to be fixed. Well, and a, yeah, I mean, at that point, I think you're in a space that you're, you've gone for so long, you know, I think though we talk about, um, habits and building habits and the, uh, what was the thing we talked about the other day about like 5% of your brain is conscious and the other 
95% is habitual is the, uh, the, the subconscious, you know? So if you're really only operating on 5% of consciousness on a daily basis, and you've built years and years and years of the subconscious, I mean, coming in to see someone <laughs> for a couple of times a week, therapy, or even just, you know, general exercise, the, the odds are so challenging, you know? And so I think the preventative aspect of being able to catch people early and to help them to create those habits early instead of when they're sick, you know, when they're injured was really something that just kind of hit home for me. And I think the both of us really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, you got me thinking about we were in the kitchen of our of our house that we were renting from a friend, right? Because you know, CrossFit gym owners don't make a lot of money, right? We like, were poor. <laughs> we were on. very poor then. For, for, for probably like a year or so, Alex was my only coach. Um, and yeah, I can't even count the times that she would say like, oh, you know, like we need to bring a boot camp in. Let's bring a boot camp in. I'd be like, yeah, okay. You coach it. You bring the boot camp in and you coach it. So like we actually got to the point where now she was coaching and kind of like doing both like um, part-time at the gym and then full-time at her, at her job. And then it was time to jump full body into the pool and start swimming and um, drop a little money onto a boot camp program to start into the gym. And that, that was kind of like the day that you decided, we decided that yeah. you would leave that job and come full-time and yeah. bam, here we are. I'm the fire starter. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> How did you, you, you started Black Dog, right? Yeah. Yep. That's right. What made you start that? Um, a lot of naivety, naivety, naiveness, naivety. Um, I, uh, well, I was an engineer in the oil field and then lost my job, got laid off during uh, one of the downturns that happens every single year. Um, and was out of work for four, five, six months, okay. uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life at that point, yeah. because I did not want to go back to the oil field. You know, okay. it just was not a life that I wanted to live anymore. And I started coaching in the meantime. I had been doing CrossFit for a few years at that point. Okay. And every location I would go to when I worked in the oil field, I'd find a CrossFit gym. Okay. And I'd go to it and I'd, I'd meet the people and be part of the community for, you know, months at a time. And I enjoyed it, you know, it was really fun. And it was something that felt like sports. And yeah. so I really enjoyed that. This was like my mindset at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Go hard, go hard, don't eat, go as hard as you can, right? Like, don't, don't worry about what you're eating, just go harder. Yeah. Um, Outwork a bad diet. That's right, yeah. exactly, right? Yes. That's not true. That's not true, yeah. Um, so I, I was started coaching at this, this little CrossFit gym in San Antonio. Okay. Um, and I had, you know, kind of shadowed the, the owner and the coach for a while. And then I started getting into it and getting people moving and it was really fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it was so much fun to get my hands on people and actually start to like teach the things that I was already doing for a long time. And I was doing that for maybe like, like a month. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to start my own gym. Yeah. So just like immediately started looking, um, different wife, different life at this time. And we were coming back to Lawton uh, or potentially coming back to Lawton. So I started looking around Lawton for spaces. And then there was another gym here. They wanted to sell. 
And I said, this is it. Like, this is the, this is its timing. I can't believe these things are all coming together at the same time. No, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never run a business before, but I have a passion <laughs> and I feel like I can be good at this. So there it is. Yeah. And I came in in July of 2013 okay. and uh, got no handover, right? Like these people were out. They were out the door and gone by the time that I already got there, like in their minds, right? So I didn't even coach. I think I coached one class before the official transition. I had met a handful of members and knew like one or two from like my previous time there. And that was it. And they left on a Saturday and I had my computer there and I was like, all right, who's signing up? You know, like just bringing people in the office and signing people up. And it was just me running the whole dang thing for a year and a half before you started to come in and help. Yeah. And yeah. So um, when I say I was naive to what it took to run a business in a gym, for sure. Like there probably has never been someone as naive as oh, me because that's just my personality too. You know, we have the same stuff all the time. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so how did you get started? How did you get started into it? Um, I'll answer the question, but I have to, cause I know we want to talk about mindset and positive talk, self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to establish like why for all of the humans that are like, Kim is like, why is she so obsessed with CrossFit? Because I, I, I live most of my life under the programming of victim mentality. Right. And I've always been in the gym. I've been like, I've been an athlete and like, I'm used to working out by myself because none of the rest of the girls in high school wanted to work out. Right. Um, And so it was always doing that classical bodybuilding, whatever. Right. And it was always me and the boys over there in the dumbbells. Right. Which I'm totally fine with because I love punking them out, but (laughs) I just, I, I still, but when I found CrossFit, it felt so empowering. I felt like all the limitations of being a woman and all the limitations that had been programmed into me were left at the door. And they were like, you can do whatever. Like, and you better go over there and pick that dumbbell, that barbell up, right? Like, I don't care if you have a vagina, go pick the fucking barbell up, right? And it was like, these are my people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so I just felt so empowered. And I think, and then like, tragedy happened in my life like a flood hit my home and the CrossFit community stepped up and I was in a terrible marriage so I could escape and go to my CrossFit gym and feel in control of my life and so I think that that's why for me like it was my saving grace right and I and I'm just I fell in love with it and I just have this loyalty to it yeah so with that I started CrossFit in August 2012 um just that kind of like they were more of a boot camp CrossFit gym but I didn't know I never done CrossFit. So I just thought this was normal. Right. And, uh, I loved it. So I went and got my L1 in January after only being an athlete for so long, but I've been doing personal training for 15 years before that. Right. My bachelor's is also in extra science. Um, and I stayed in CrossFit. So that would have been what 12. Then I got a divorce, moved to Oklahoma in 15 yeah, started going to CrossFit gym in Ada. I liked the community. It was a smaller gym, right? And uh, had a personal crisis. I was like, what am I doing back in higher ed? I hate higher ed. And here I am again. And it was like the most mic drop epic moment. Like I was done with that bitch. And so 
I packed up my shit that morning, me and my coworker, there was only two of us. We packed our stuff up. I typed up our letter of resignation. I walked it up to HR and then got in my car and left. And I have no yeah. idea at what point that woman found out her only two employees had quit that day. Wow. But because I burnt that bridge, I knew like I can never go back. Like, yep. This is not going to look good on a resume. I have to go pursue my mm -hmm. dreams. And my dream was to own a CrossFit gym. So I approached the gym owner. I was like, hey, I got money. I'll be your partner. And just like your guy, he was like, fantastic. Can right. I have a check? <laughs> Right. Like yes. I never coached there. I was just an athlete there. He took my check and left. <laughs> I didn't know how to be a business owner. I just knew like, I love CrossFit. I've coached for a while. I can do this. Yep, yep. Then, me and my laptop, just like you were like, well, I guess I'll just figure out marketing and advertising. And I don't know if it happened to you, but for me, half of them quit with the change of owners. Yeah. And that was um, devastating to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know business was personal. Right. So I thought they were leaving because of me and I didn't know how to separate that. And so it was hard being a gym owner, you know, and it was just me. I had a few coaches that coached in exchange for their membership. Yep. <laughs> right. No, I would never do that. But, uh, so after two years, I was just like, it just took such an emotional toll on me. Like, because yeah. the, in Ada, it's the headquarters of a certain Indian nation. They opened up a brand new CrossFit gym for free. Right. And it was like so hard to compete with that. Right. And I was so, like you said, naive. And so I was just like, I, I can't do this. And so I sold mm -hmm. at that point, but yeah. Yeah. So I get yeah. it. It's hard to tie your, uh, it's hard to tie your, your like personal, um, uh, worth. worth. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say wealth, but it's just personal wealth too, but your personal worth to how many members you have, you know, and if, if that's all you know about owning something or running your own business, then for sure. Right. Like yeah. I am not popular or I am not appreciated or loved if my membership is not X amount. Or and if it's not increasing. operating. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love programming. I have a little, I we're CrossFitters. I feel like most of us are a little bit masochistic or sadistic. So For I sure. love programming and like watching them like, oh, wow, that one was a hot yeah. one. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of my journey. Mm. I really think you know, business, especially for us, like business and the aspect of coaching has really um, pushed us in our mindset, you know, because of some of those things, because we've, you know, we didn't come, we're like you, we didn't come with a business degree and all of the things, you know, and I think that, that required us to two things. One, have to really have to communicate with each other on a very deep level very quickly, but also for us to really dig into our own headspace around, you know, business and, you know, what we were worth in our company and why we were doing what we were doing, you know? Um, and I think that really over time has played such a big role in how we've even developed in our business, in the company of AO fitness concepts, you know, because without it, 
I don't think we would be where we are currently. No way. All, you know, without all the hardship, I think, and although it sucks, sucked a lot, you know, um, we definitely wouldn't have the knowledge and the ideas that we do now to be able to help people and to help them in a way that's going to allow them to thrive yeah daily you know <clears throat> we so. definitely were trial by fire you know we learned darn near everything that we have in our brains at this point by doing failing trying again yep doing failing trying again well that didn't work all right what's next yeah you know? uh, sometimes i say uh you know i don't know like what's wrong with me i think i have like this is probably a better question to ask you kim but like uh, something wrong like i don't i, I don't get like stressed that much, you know, and I don't, I don't see the negative side of things very often, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, let's just keep moving forward. Let's just keep going, you know, might as well. What else, what other option do we have? I don't really know what else I can do, but just say, let, let's just keep going forward. Yeah. And I think uh, that's definitely helped us um, pick up some of that knowledge and, and kind of get to where we are now for yeah. sure. I think it's interesting that we're programmed to think that there's something wrong with us. Like, right. I know. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong. Right. You just have a human brain that is able to see things kind of a little bit without as much emotion and like, mm. you don't make it mean anything about you and your worth, right? Like failure isn't tied to your worthiness or enoughness is what I'm hearing. It's like, Oh yeah, we failed. This is part of it. We just keep moving forward. Right. right. Which is, the true entrepreneur, like it's the skill set that entrepreneurs have to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we have, it's, it's perfect that you say that too, because I don't think that we thought our, of ourselves as entrepreneurs until like two months ago, you know, we were, we were business owners, we were gym owners, we were coaches. Mm -hmm. That's what we were. And we had this business. That's what allowed us to do the things that we were doing. But when we finally made the switch and that took a little bit of coaching, you know, um, yes. uh, our business coach and some other people that we had around us to get us to switch to say, well, yeah, we're coaches and this is what we do, but we're also entrepreneurs. Like we are running a business, we're building a business. And to think of it that way has just been kind of relaxing. Well, I mean, for me, you know, I know it's, it's tough, you know, it, it's tough, but yeah. for me, it's just been kind of relaxing where I can say, um, it's helped me zoom out. It's helped me zoom out and see this bigger, grander picture of AO fitness Yeah, and not say like, well, I'm so invested in like the day to day that I can't pick my head up and just say, well, it, it's a, it's a, it's an up and down. It's the stock market, right? Like, yeah. you know, we are, we are here and we'll be here again and then we'll be here again and then we'll be here again. And to be able to see that bigger picture and zoom out has been very relaxing and calming yeah. and just saying, you know, we're going to get there. Yeah. We just got to keep moving forward, keep doing what we're doing, keep putting out smart information, what's in our heads and people are going to catch on, you know, we're doing yeah, some good shit. This could be like a teachable moment right now to our audience. Like I want you guys to see how we do one thing is how we do most things. Okay. And Darren just explained very clearly in like the, the shifting of this is how I see myself. I am a gym owner. I'm a, a gym owner, right? And the box that you put yourself in, right? Which did not allow your brain to see a bigger perspective because then it spends its time looking for evidence to prove like, yep, we're just a gym owner. We're not entrepreneurs. Exactly, right? Definitely. When we can move out of a box 
and open our perspective and be willing to see a wider view, then we can allow ourselves the freedom to include other parts of our identity into our image of who we are, which allows us to be more creative, allows us to reach more of our potential, right? Versus this very put myself in a box mentality. And it just, you apply that to all areas of your lives. Cause I know you have clients, right? I, I could just hear in my head clients that are like, well, I've lost weight before. Right. And I just can't keep it off. Like I'm this, I've tried other programs before and they didn't work or I can't trust myself to like actually show up and do the work. It's because they have a belief that that's who they are and they put themselves in that box and they're going to go to work to produce more evidence. And when we can broaden that out, like this is who I was in the past because I put myself in a box to believe who I was in the past, right? And if yeah. I allow myself the freedom to redefine who I am and always continually evolve, like then I get to take this journey and become something else and make new changes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, uh, it's interesting that you talked about zooming out because that is something that we talk with our clients about on a big, very regular basis about zooming out, seeing the whole picture and shifting your mindset to zoom out, you know, because so often, you know, I, I can imagine in therapy, it's the same thing. You know, we, I, even I struggle with that, with some of the mindset stuff that we talk about, but in exercise and nutri nutrition specifically, it is so hard to zoom out and to see the whole picture of what's happening For sure. in your life, because you're, you're in this day to day thing. You're like, Oh gosh, you know, I haven't seen, it's been a week and I haven't seen, you know, two pounds of fat loss. Or something. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Choked on my water. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's been a week and I haven't seen, you know, X weight loss, or I still feel like I haven't gotten stronger, but it's only been like a couple of days or so on and so forth, or even something along the lines of like, you know, people often struggle with, again, life is 50, 50. sometimes your season of life is really easy and things are flowing. Sometimes your season of life is really stressed and you've got, you know, kids to run to all these different places and you have all these different responsibilities and your work is heavy and your relationship is heavy, you know, and during that time you feel like, everything's crumbling, right? You, you don't have a handle on your stuff, which in reality, you're still better than you were six months ago. You know, you're still better than you were six months ago, but in the moment you're, you're stuck in that day to day and you're struggling to see the whole entirety of what's happening. And if you can actually shift your mindset to see the, the full picture, you know, and I, for flip's sake, I am like, classic on this too. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything is crumbling, you know? And if I sit back and I take a look and say like, damn, you know, like, you know, it's been three months and we have, you know, 40 plus people in daily grind and they're incredible and they're making progress and they're doing all these things. Actual progress too, which actual, is really cool. really sustainable yeah. progress, you know, and, and learning and growing and communicating you know, then it doesn't feel like those day-to-day -day struggles are so rough, you know, I, and I think that just goes with everything. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And 
fitness and nutrition is no exception. You know, it, it's just like work, you know, you get up, you put your pants on, you go to work. And it's not an exception for you to be able to get up and still take care of yourself, to still eat well, to move your body because it's, it's something that you need to be doing. So it's part of being a human. It's part of being human and, and, and also taking care of your system. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I love the zoom out thing. I, uh, sometimes try really hard to, it's hard. It's tough sometimes. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of, I know one thing that we wanted to talk about was positive mindset. Well, I mean, I can talk about this forever because I think it's a epidemic in today's world, uh, social media, immediate gratification, um, lack of patience in general in the majority of population. But I don't think it's anybody's fault. I, I think that the human brain is not evolved to handle what we have in front of us today. I think technology has outpaced the human evolution uh, leaps and bounds, right? We have developed so quickly these um, phones and technologies that for hundreds of thousands of years, the human brain has not had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Only in an extremely short period of time has this caveman head had to deal with social media mm -hmm. or uh, social media. I mean, like, right, like that's, I, for me, that is in, in 50 years, what DuPont and the chemical companies had to pay for over the last hundred years of the stuff that they've been dumping in our water and in our grounds, yeah. social media will have to pay for um, what's been happening to people, yeah. um, kids, teenagers, suicide rates, it's it's all over the place, you know, and it feels like it's getting crazier and worse. And I don't think that's like, um, I think there's some stats to to prove that too. And I think we have not developed the ability to handle all of these things that are going on in front of our faces. And our caveman brains are not allowing um, most people to to deal with that stuff on a on a healthy level, which is another reason why we preach so much about healthy living, taking care of your brain, doing meditation, exercising each day, because it's important, you know, and if you don't do those things, it just gets even worse. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I have a different like spin on it. Okay. I think that, and this is just my opinion, my thoughts, right? Alex and I talk, most thoughts are subjective interpretation of reality, not facts. Okay. Um, my thoughts are that social media is bringing to a head uh, what's been going on for a long time, right? I don't feel as humans, yes, human brain is wired for our safety to look for the negative, mm -hmm. right? right? Right. We do not want our brain, if we're back to caveman times, I don't want my brain to be like, oh God, that flower's so beautiful. Look at the sun. Meanwhile, I'm being stalked by this lion. Thank you. Right. <laughs> right. My brain is like, don't give a shit about that fla flower. Like he's approaching. Let's make some. Yeah. Right. So yes, our brain is wired for the negativity. That's what it wants. It's just a protection mechanism. Here's why I, how I differed from you. I think fundamentally we have not honed the skills of managing our brain and our thoughts. We believe all of them mm. and we haven't 
been given the basic skill set of what to do with emotions. So since we don't have that, society came up with coping mechanisms for us. Alcohol, food, right? Drugs, mm -hmm. social media, because we can check out. I feel different emotions with it, right? Netflix, retail therapy. And society's like, here, I don't know what to do with your emotions. Here are some things to do some things with your emotions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so now what's coming to a head is like, this stuff doesn't work. Buffering doesn't work. We're suffering more and more and more because we don't have the basic skill set of how to manage this brain that's creating thoughts, that's creating emotions. And these coping mechanisms are no longer working for us. Yeah. Is yeah. My well, I have two thoughts on that too. One, I don't even think it's the lion that we're worried about. It's the human next door because throughout human history, it wasn't lions that were killing humans it was humans killing humans right, for more yeah, seriously that's the way that that's yeah. the way that we've gotten to where we are yeah. it wasn't lions that killed more humans it was humans yeah. that snuck in at night and raided other villages yeah. to get the women to get the food yeah. and to take over the land right yeah. so for us to look at people on social media and judge ourselves against them is maybe something a little bit to do with that right like you'd be looking behind you looking for the village over to come to be coming at you and now i'm looking on social media saying well this person is doing extremely well right like look at their facebook page they look so happy and it's just kind of like a little bit of a different um perspective on it but yeah. maybe there's something to that i don't fucking know sure. one day it would be cool to be able to look into that but yeah. yeah i for sure think that that's part of it yeah like i love that shift on what our attacker is but also if you think about the primal brain like we are a social animal, right? Like we have to live, like you can't take your baby and like, great, I had you. I got to go take a vacation for a month and a half, takes care of yourself, right? right? Like we need other humans when we're little to take care of us. So our primal brain is wired. Like mom and dad have to, mom and mom, dad and dad, I don't care. I'm not like, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, mom and dad humans have to feed me they have to clothe me and provide shelter because if they leave when i'm four or they send me out to the wild i'm going to die right so our brain is wired to like look make sure i fit in make sure i'm making the other humans happy because mm. i cannot be isolated and kicked out because that means death so i think part of that plays into looking at social media is like do I fit in? Am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I doing this right? Because I don't want to be kicked out of the tribe. Right. And it's like overcoming that primal wiring because we don't live in tribes anymore. I get to make up my own fucking tribe. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, and the answer is kind of simple. Like, yes, you are enough. Yes, you are good enough. Yes, the things you are doing is okay. There is no wrong answer, right? It's just all learning experiences and you either learn from it or you don't, right? And positive self-talk totally has something to do with that. Like you look in the mirror and you say, I am good enough. Or you look at the work that you do and you say, I'm proud of the work that I did. May not be A plus all the time, right? But I am proud of the work that I have put into it because it's not in a vacuum. Work is not in a vacuum. Exercise is not in a vacuum. There are always other things vying for your attention and, and coming right. on top of you. So to be able to say like, I am proud of that. And I think people look at it as like kind of foo-foo or like Eastern um, medicine, right? Like 
people don't uh, people don't think of that as being valid to be able to sit down and just breathe for five minutes could save your life. Right. You know, like if you do that on a regular basis, it could save your life. It could really change the way that you think, the way, uh, be able to handle your own emotions and to be able to talk to yourself in a positive light. That stuff really does make a difference. And you become what you, you tell yourself you are, right? Oh. So if, if I am stupid or ugly or unathletic or um, whatever, yeah. that is what I will be. I will manifest that in my life. But if I am smart and handsome and strong and um, loving, then those are the things that I, I will become over time. Yeah. And I think where people get stuck, Darren, on this, and this is what basically I spend my career doing now, right? And people pay me for is uh we have the reticular activating system in our brain and that thing right. is wired to just look for evidence, right? So when we have beliefs, my belief, I'm not enough, my brain spends its day looking for evidence through the RAS and creating evidence to prove that belief is true, right? So if I don't believe I'm enough and I go look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm enough, my brain's like, fuck you. I have five stacks of evidence Kim, from 10 years to prove that's not true right and so then it creates this cognitive dissonance for us like i want to believe this but my brain has all this evidence to prove it's not true so it's like learning how to like dismantle that and just i love the question is this a fact is it a fact that you're not enough what is not enough where are the facts in that sentence that I'm not enough, right? Can you go prove that in a court of law? Because then it makes the brain like, wait, this belief is not rooted in facts. I thought it was. Am I willing to let go of it? Mm. Is that why with RAS, like the uh, the sticky notes of writing positive, present tense, positive things on to yourself and that you see throughout the day is uh, effective? Yeah, creating evidence. Mm. right because you go through like one belief right I'm not enough we want to be over here and Alex and I just talked about this to I am enough right right the in between that is the river of misery it's cognitive dissonance in the psychological psychological world it's cognitive dissonance it's your brain's holding these two beliefs that are opposing and it feels terrible for us right like the unknown that creates it okay. from our primal brain so that river of um, misery for us feels terrible and we want to like black and white things i'm either here or i'm there because i don't want to be here when it is this doesn't belong this doesn't serve me anymore i'm not enough as i'm working we have to go to work creating a bridge bridging thoughts is what we call it mm. to get over here and that's where the post-it notes come in in the world of possibilities is it possible that i could be enough first rung in the ladder, right? Second, like, okay, it is possible. It could, I be enough in here? What is like, could my definition of be enough actually be factual? Hmm. Interesting. That is also a big part of creation of fitness too. You know, like we talk about this again, going back to the way you do something is the way you do everything, you know? And we talk so much about that with our clients is like, you have to have the belief that you're going to get there. Right. Because it, it is inevitable. Like if you start to make steps, you start to eat better food, you start to drink more water, you, 
manage your stress, you sleep, you know, like you exercise or, or move, have movement every day. Like it's inevitable that you're going to create a body composition that you enjoy. You're going to improve in your energy. You're going to have better sex drive. Like those things are inevitable to happen for you, but you have to really believe that it's going to be the case before you even get there, you know, because if not, then you're just like, working in the day to day being like, well, I don't know what I'm doing this for. for right. Sure. I don't feel like I'm doing this for anything because you don't get that immediate decision. Like, okay, I exercise today. Now all my dreams have come true. Like it's six months down the road, you know? Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Although I would be probably a bajillionaire if I could make something happen in a day, but here we are. You can't. Right. Exactly. That's the answer. Yeah. We can't get to A to F, which I talk about <laughs> all the time. I can't jump from A to F. No, but I think that's a big thing with not just mindset and positive self-talk and, and a healthy mindset is like, it doesn't come right away. And in fitness, I think a lot of times people have these goals, you know, they, they want something, but they don't believe that they are there yet. You know, they don't believe that they can actually achieve it. They just say it like, well, I want to lose weight. Or I want to, you know, fit into this outfit for my son's wedding or whatever, you know, and, and they want something, but they don't, they don't feel it yet. Right. They don't believe that they're like, I'm going to get there. I don't give two shits yeah. what's going on. I mean, I'm already there. I just got to put in the work, yes. you know? So I think when you talk about bridging the gap, it's like such an important piece of the puzzle of like really being able to like hone in and say, yes, I think this is a possibility. Yes, this is inevitable. Yes, this is going to happen. So that when you're in the mix on the day-to-day, you're able to say like, well, it's inevitable, but I know that these things have to occur in order for me to get there. So really being able to, one of the things that we actually even did in the gym were uh, RAS statements for our clients. We still encourage people to this day to say like, you know, you want to believe something, write it up, put it present tense, put it where you see it every day, you know? And, uh, it's, it's actually really cool that you talk about, like, it creates evidence for people. Cause we talk a lot about like, what evidence do you need to be able to feel like you're going to be getting to where you want to go, you know? And so often for even our clients, we talk about that. Like, do you want something you, you want to lose 30 pounds? You write it down. I've lost 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. I fit into X. I have more sex drive with my spouse, you know, and those things are things that you are wanting to look at every day so that, you know, the things that you're doing, the, the movement that you're doing, even if you're like, oh God, it's easier for me. It's less painful for me to sit on the couch, right? Man, it's so less painful to sit on the couch and watch Netflix instead of get out in the garage or whatever and move or to eat vegetables versus going through a drive-through, you know, but if you have that belief that I am that healthy person, I'm doing these things for a specific reason. Um, and you can continue to have that conversation with yourself, then that tends to snowball for you, you know? And I, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Something that really, uh, hit home for me in my early stages of my fitness was that was like, I don't know. I, I want to be in shape. I want to do this, you know, again, you know, CrossFit is, it's not something that we do consistently anywhere. Our, our, um, focus of 
health and exercise have shifted. But part of that for me was that I was empowered to say, I want this and I'm going after it, you know? And I just kept telling myself that every single day until I was competing and, you know, Mm -hmm. being on the podium and, you know, having the six pack that I never in my whole life that I thought I would have, you know, took you six months to get your first ring muscle up. Yep. I remember every single day she'd practice in that middle section of the gym on those rings, just trying and trying and trying, but eventually you got there and and way beyond that. We've definitely had more knowledge of of the exercise aspect (laughs) since 2013, but yeah, I think that's like such a big part of everything from mindset and business. And, you know, we've talked about that so much to exercise and nutrition and really having something stick, right? Not just doing it for a little while, not just getting, doing it to get to, you know, X vacation or whatever, but really like creating something that sticks for you for the long term, whether you're in a season where you're going hard in the paint or you're like, holy shit. I don't even know my own name today. So you are like, you're like in my head again, which happens on a very, very regular basis because I was thinking, you know, something that I've noticed and and seen over all the years and people that we worked with is um, people don't see themselves at the end of their journey. They don't, they don't typically visualize themselves being leaner, being stronger, being healthier. They're so stuck in that day to day. And Oh man, I was thinking of something while you were talking about it. I'll get back to that. So I've got this like thought kind of formulating in my head about what you were saying, but what I've seen with most people is that they, they never, that's why they stop trying. That's why they stop because they don't, they don't zoom out. They don't have that patience to zoom out and say, this, this can take some time. And the work that I'm doing now is hard. It hurts. And it, it's making me feel like I want to stop. But if I just keep going and if I just show up each day and do a little bit, that will add up over time. And if I can just keep visual, visualizing my, myself being where I will be, yep. putting a million dollars in the bank on a regular basis, yep. um, you know, wearing two or three or four sizes, smaller clothes or whatever your end, your end goal is. You keep visualizing yourself doing that and you will get there eventually. Yeah. But that's a tough, that's a tough sell for a lot of people, you know? Yeah, it is. And I think I want to just take a moment to like point out like how we do one thing is how we do most things. If you can develop that skill set, <clears throat> Alex, which you already have, right? <laughs> I see the end goal where I want to be. I'm just going to work on my muscle ups till I get them, right? It's the exact same skill set run a business it's the exact same skill set to achieve any dream you want right for sure okay we have these goals in our business like i want to make 300k i take that same skill set that i use to get muscle ups and i apply it to 300k yeah right Mm. it's man yeah yeah small little pieces every day small little pieces small little wins i actually attribute that a lot of times with uh fitness like exercise and nutrition with like people who get degrees you know because i'm like it took you four years to get your degree and you didn't just wake up one day was like i ain't going to school anymore right (laughs) you know what right it's because we believe with school like they have it planned out right the how is there that's true 
we believe like there's no question in my capability of doing it it's i just follow the how and i get what i want but the reason why the humans get messed up in your fitness and nutrition goals any goals any dreams right is they don't know the how and they don't have the belief that they don't believe it yet right so when we don't believe we're in a hurry to get the result Mm-hmm. I don't believe I can be 120 pounds. I, I'm making up numbers. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe I can be 120 pounds when I weigh 200. Okay. So I start my fitness journey and I haven't lost 40 pounds my first month. I'm going to quit. Right. Right. I need the instant gratification to prove I can believe this is true. And this feels terrible that I don't believe I can do it. I haven't got it. So it's giving me more and more evidence that I can't have what I want. Right. So I might as well quit. And that's why we always have to have the belief ahead of time. I believe I can do this. That allows us to access the thought it's inevitable. Dang, you just gave me lots of good ideas. Yeah. I'm over here <laughs> writing down stuff. I got I got notes on top of notes. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly true. I, I wrote the thing about the school, you know, we're literally just talking about people not being able to visualize themselves where they want to be. And it's, just, it's, it's so true with school. Like you started college knowing that four years later, as long as you just showed up, did the work, you would be great. You would graduate. You would have a degree. You would have a job. You'd be able to move forward with that. It's so true with health and fitness too. You show up, you do the work, you have this thought of where you're going to be down the road and you just keep working to that point. Inevitable. Like that's what I try to teach my clients. Like the thought is it's inevitable. It's inevitable for me. And that's like the bonus of having a life coach, right? Is that I hold that belief for you while you can't have it. Like I totally believe it's inevitable that you guys will make the number. I'm not going to say it. But like the number with the K behind it, right? Like yeah. it's inevitable in my mind. There's not a question. I just have to hold it until you can get there. Yeah. Right? And yeah. That's pretty much what we do that's with coaching. ours too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Except yeah. for it's about exercise and eating healthy. Yeah. yeah. That's one reason why I describe us as professionals coaches you know like coaching has got a bad rap over the years partly because of crossfit gyms you know you can go into a lot of crossfit gyms and get good coaching you can also go into a lot of crossfit gyms and get bad coaching yet they're still called a coach you know and um fitness life you know there's good there's bad there there's everywhere in between but a lot of times you tell people that you're a fitness coach and the immediate thought is like oh that's got to be tough. It's like, fuck no, it's amazing. Right. You are a professional coach helping people move forward with their life, yeah. both fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, everything, you know? So I, I, I truly believe that, that we are professional coaches and that's how we run the business. That's how we coach our people. Um, I don't know that there's any other way to do it, you know? And it, it feels good to be able to say that out loud and be proud of that title. Yeah, I think we often have to hold space for, you know, you kind of talked about the like holding space for the inevitable for your clients, you know, and I feel that even with us working together and I often feel that with us working with our, our clients and nutrition and exercises, like sometimes we have to hold space for them and to say like, you're going to get there, you're going to be fine. You just have to keep taking steps forward, you know? 
because it can be challenging. It's not as simple as like the, the societal, you have four years to complete your degree. If you do these things, like these stepping stones are there, you're guaranteed to get to this point. You know, um, I think, you know, the, the aspects of the body and nutrition and, and mindset partly is, I think a big problem with the, um, mass of not always best information, right. right? The massive information that people unfortunately get that, um, Ooh, I don't know. I guess somebody made a thought about that and created it at some point, but um, it complicates the aspect of those stepping stones, you know? And so I think it's really important for us as coaches and, and mm-hmm. professionals in that aspect to be able to not only guide, but to hold space and say like, you are moving in the right direction. These are the stepping stones that you can take that are going to get you the things that you want down the road if you're willing to continue to take that path. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 A lot of those messages on, uh, on that you're talking about, those little things that kind of push you off track. Uh, it's the, it's the six pack abs in six days, right? Like, sure. you know, you're trying to, you're trying to project someone further down the road. So they have this feeling of being able to zoom out and have patience and consistently get there and they're moving and moving and moving and they get sideswiped by six pack abs in six days, you know, and it, it can be challenging for people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, we have to see what it is, right? Like businesses are businesses and marketing <laughs> knows how to market to the dark side of psychology is the wording, right? Mm-hmm. Manipulation, coercion, all this stuff. Like they know like the human brain wired three things, primal, seek pleasure, avoid mental and physical pain and suffering and utilize as little energy as possible. Mm. Okay. That's what our brain wants to do. So it's like, why the fuck do I show up to gym every day and have to wait a year and a half to get my six pack when I could do six pack in six days. My right. brain really loves that idea. So then it bypasses my prefrontal cortex. It does logical thinking, right. For that instant gratification instead of like, wait, that's not how it works. Like this is inevitable for me. So why do I need to be in a hurry? It's inevitable. Yep. Man, what a thought. I know. What a thought. I know. So you're saying we should promote six pack abs in six days? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's an integrity with your guys' business model. That does, That's right. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't flow. That does not do. align with what we do. We're very straightforward humans. That's, I mean, that's something that we've always done. And, um, you know, we always laugh. I'm like, I, I don't sugarcoat it. I just tell you exactly what I think is on my mind. And, uh, sometimes they call me the loose cannon, but that's okay. <laughs> Life's that's too short okay. to be okay, but we yeah. just allow the humans to be wrong about us. It's like, yeah, that's right. loose cannon. I'm pretty fucking intelligent and amazing. So whatever. You can right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved your stuff about like conspiracy theories and stuff that you were putting out. It's like, is it really, it, get him started. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us started they're not conspiracy that conspiracy theories. theory i know they're so true i you think know? that's another podcast i know for another yeah. day yeah. Well, we could have all kinds of conspiracy theory talk <laughs> <laughs> i'm holding him back guys don't yeah. worry yeah <laughs> so tell the people where they can find you guys and i will also include it in the show notes oh. awesome aofitness.pro aofitness.pro is, um, our, is website. our website you can find information about uh, the daily grind. Um, you can message us uh, if you're interested in individualized. We have an application that people can fill out. 
um, social media, Instagram? Yeah. Uh, social media, you can find us primarily on mine. So Alex underscore, is that an mm-hmm. underscore? underscore? Alex underscore um, aofitness.co, C-O. And I'm pro. Darren underscore aofitness.co. Yeah. Own the Insta. Yeah. Yeah. Alex typically has a lot of like helpful, easy things. So if you guys for nutrition or fitness stuff at home, she offers a lot of like easy, simple things to incorporate. Digestible information for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Incorporate to your daily inevitable goals. If you want to nerd out and also see me do very silly shit. Yeah. Join me on the head stuff. <laughs> With a pretty smile. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Anything else you got? No, this is really great. I we appreciate you having us. Yeah, this is really we're fun. long-winded, so I feel like podcasts are something we For can us. talk forever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was really fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. And it's good talk to you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. And um, we will see you guys next week. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us. If this information was helpful, please share with a friend. We appreciate it when you take just a few minutes to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. It helps expose our podcast to more people getting this information into more hands. Currently, we're in open enrollment for our New Beginnings program. Dr. Carmen and I work with individuals to increase their self-confidence by doing mindset work and addressing the neurochemicals and hormones so they can create confidence at a faster rate, therefore achieving our dreams and goals faster. This is something you're interested in. You'll find our link in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you guys and we'll see you next episode.